speaking of jokes, um, I asked OpenAI mm. or ChatGPT to give me a joke. And it says, why don't scientists trust atoms? Because they make up everything. I thought it was going to be some sort of like Adam and Eve joke, but that was right. No, no. Atoms. Atoms. Will it give me a different joke if I ask the same question? I don't know. Maybe. Why don't oysters give to charity? Because they're shellfish. That's a bad one. You think that's bad? Tell, tell them. Tell, tell it that. That's a bad one. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's just a pun. Hey, this is the one from The Last of Us. Why did the scarecrow win an award? Because he was, he was standing, standing in, this in this field. It's an old joke. Mm-hmm. A classic. Remember that woman banging that scarecrow and excuse Pearl? me, <laughs> yeah, I don't fu- actually. Yeah, full on. Oh, in Pearl, yes, it was. It was fucked. What are you talking about? I'm talking about the the movie Pearl, which is equally oh. as fucked. Yeah, okay. You know the movie X? I know the movie Triple X. No, <laughs> it's not Triple X. <laughs> Isn't there a subtitle? Is it like Triple X State of the Union or something? I hope not. I fucking think it. Hang on. It's uh, it's got fucking what's his name in it? Um, uh, uh, I can't think of it. Vin Diesel. Only it's the first one. Then it's Ice Cube. <laughs> Wait, Ice Cube is the main character? In the of, second one, yeah. The next Triple X movie? And then the third one, Xander Cage, which is who Vin Diesel plays. It's his uh, D&D character, yeah? Uh, Vin Diesel is like in it, obviously, as the main character again. And then uh, there's like a scene in which they're in trouble, and Tupac comes running in. Or I not Tupac, sake. sorry. Uh, Ice Cube <laughs> Ice Cube comes running in. <laughs> That's very different. <laughs> uh, no, but Ice Cube comes running in from the top, and a bunch of rap starts playing, and he fires a grenade launcher and like blows up the enemy. That's pretty cool. It was awesome. That That's movie's embarrassing, though. <laughs> movie's embarrassing. Oh, my God. I was right. So, sorry, the first Triple X is just Triple X, but the second one is Triple X State of the Union with Ice Cube. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. Ice Cube as Darius Stone. Oh Those yeah. Are the worst fucking names ever. That's so fucking good. <laughs> Willem Dafoe. Nice. Oh, it fucking flopped hard. 113 million dollar budget, 71.1 million dollar box office. Mm. Oh. All right. Hello, welcome to Day One Patch Podcast. State of the Union or whatever you said. <laughs> oh, no. Day One Patch Podcast, the State of the Union. Triple X, the Day One Patch Podcast. So we're starting this one, huh? Yep. Okay. <laughs> I don't know how else to start it. Uh, got Tim Spence with me. Yes, sir. Hey, Lawrence doing? is also here. I am. Anyone snowed out? Anyone, anyone covered in snow? No, it was we were supposed to have like a big storm, and then it wasn't actually that bad. We got, we got a storm, but it wasn't bad. It was uh, roads seemed clear as far as I can tell. Yeah, That's I was I on the roads, about. and it was uh, pretty clear. And I also cleared off the cars twice just to get that ice and shit off of them. <laughs> so you're not completely like uh, frozen in. Yeah, so I don't know. I don't think Tim heard about this. So I was supposed to go. I was supposed to go to Ryan's house to watch a movie. And I went out there and this is days after that big storm we had last week. 
and I try to get in my car and I can't because the, the due to the, how the shadows and all that had worked, like my car was completely surrounded by like a perfect circle of it. And it was above the bottoms of the doors and it was pure ice. Like the snow had melted and like froze, melted, froze, melted, froze. And it was just pure ice. So I was sitting there digging the car out for about 40 minutes. It was a, <laughs> it was a whole fucking thing. Is the season. Sucks. My season least favorite sucks. time of year. Okay. So just as a side note, I'm, I'm trying to update Overwatch 2 on my Nintendo Switch here. It downloaded the update and is trying to install and says you will need three gigabytes of free space in the console's system memory. Please archive software. All right. Right. I can't, I can't update the app unless I have three gigs free on the console itself. So why even store any games on the console? I guess just wait, put everything wait, in on the, the console in the SD card, right? Well, it's isn't it faster if it's on the console? I don't know. That's, that's what true. I was hoping, but I don't know. Anyway, so that's, that's the way my, of the road. This is my struggles with the Nintendo Switch Lite and <laughs> possibly the the Switch itself. I'm not sure, but the same struggles that Adriano has general, with his general issue. Sounds <laughs> like Adriano has with both his phones and his computer. Yeah, he Adriano. I mean, if he's listening to this, I'm calling you right now. He 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 told us <laughs> he told us that he's like, all right, like I'm having trouble with my computer and it's like doing this hanging effect where it'll like freeze and if it's playing a noise it'll you know be like da, 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 like it'll play that noise and repeat and then it recovers and i was running a bunch of like telling him what to do so he, i'm like okay run a memory test um and he tried to run the windows one and it wouldn't work and so i was like okay that didn't work so like let's run an sfc which is a system file checker so he runs that and it did find some corruption so he corrected it so i'm like okay just use the computer see how it goes and then he uses the computer and it still hangs and so I'm like, okay, you know, we got to work on some other steps, like try the memory test, try this and that. And um, he then sends us a message and he has four gigabytes free on a two terabyte drive, Ooh. which is, which is his system drive. And I was like, yeah, like it's going it, to like, chances are it's like having trouble working, like literally working in the background. Wait, did you say four or 40? I thought you said four. I believe it was 40. Even 40 is low. Yeah. But you got to get what I'm calling you out on is not the problem. What I'm calling you out on is you need more damn storage space in general. That's it. Your phones, your computer, get more storage space, bud. Well, he he's he was um, working on his uh, Plex library, and so he's he'd been ripping a bunch of um, movies and just keeping them on his computer and not putting it onto his actual server yet. So that's what that's what filled it up. It wasn't just you know years of of data. <laughs> Good God. All right. Let's hop into the first story for this week. Um, we got a couple delays uh, stories this week. Um, Warner Bros. delaying Suicide Squad again. again. <laughs> now, I noticed they changed this headline. So this headline used to say something. Actually, I think it still says it in the URL. Give me a second here. Yeah, the original one was Warner Bros. delays Suicide Squad game again after fan backlash. But that wasn't necessarily true, and so they updated this headline to say Warner Bros. delays Suicide Squad game again to add more polish. Mm. So I'm not sure. I mean, why they I mean what but... backlash though? Like, what what would they even be referring to? Was it in the wake of the gameplay they showed off? Yes, there was okay. quite a bit of backlash to that. Even myself watching it, I was like, this does not look like a fun game. What was the matter with it? I didn't see the actual gameplay. So obviously, Rocksteady is famous for their kind of brawler, you know, mm-hmm. combat from the Arkham games. Yes, sir. Uh, this was definitely a lot more 
I mean, people are closely t- um, comparing it to Marvel's Avengers. Oh, um, right. And so it's just you, yeah. like you're 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 these normal human characters. You're not really superheroes, and yet you're flying around the city like you're a superhero, and you're like literally, literally flying. Well, you just you're just jumping further than they possibly could, right? So you're doing it's, these it's crazy things. Like, it's like a the traversal in what's it called uh saints row four yeah we were like right. in the matrix kind of thing and you're just like <laughs> jumping and flying around like a superhero completely yeah, it, making all cars irrelevant and yet there's still a full a fully fleshed out like car customization system in that game <laughs> even though you don't need cars at all yeah because they have this big like city-wide events happening where some giant machine is crashing down and destroying stuff and you have to fight it and so you have to be able to like jump across skyscrapers like like it's nothing and they're pulling off these like herculean feats okay gotcha yeah and then this is the gameplay they showed keep in mind right a lot of it was here's a big thing to destroy shoot the glowing purple spot on his back that was the majority of the gameplay they showed Mm. and so yeah it just a lot of people i think it just looked kind of boring particularly they, they always say it's a single play you can play it single player as well you know, we designed it so you don't have to necessarily need three other co-op players. But it's mm-hmm. like this is just going to be boring on your own. Um, combine that with the, uh, the games as a service stuff they've added. Um, there's there's the battle pass, and so it's just rubbing a lot of people the wrong way. So that was the right. backlash that kind of came out. Okay. I heard other people complain that it <clears throat> isn't like the Arkham games, which is a ridiculous comment because it's a co-op game and it, and they've always said it's a co-op game so but it's in the arkham universe sure but they still shouldn't expect an arkham game how would you play an arkham game as we know them the batman ones how would you play those co-op without the gameplay formula changing a lot well i think the gameplay formula could would yeah it would have to change to a degree but you could still have that similar combat i think yeah, I will say that, I mean, I haven't seen this footage myself, but I will say that the hit the big, you know, flaming thing on them or hit the big red dot or the purple dot in this case is getting kind of getting kind of old. It's a little old school feeling. Yeah. You know what? What, what would be super interesting in these games is if you um, so I've been playing Gen Zero and Gen Zero has uh, robots that have different capabilities. They can fire artillery and stuff like that. But some of them are powered by, say, tanks on the back of them. So they'll, they can fire this gas that'll kill humans. And if you can get them behind them, sneak up behind them or run in behind them and, and blow up that tank, uh, it actually re- it reduces or removes their ability to fire that gas. And you don't have to do that. You can just shoot the most armored part of these things and they'll die with uh, no exceptions that I've come across yet. So I almost wish that games were a little bit more like that, where... You could just, you know, f- shoot at this thing. It'll eventually go down, but you could find ways to kill it. Monster Hunter is kind of like that, where I don't know necessarily if there's more weak points, but you're able to break their head, cut off their tail, break their wings, all that type of thing. And changes up the mechanics of the fight, like, you know, cut off a Rathian's tail and then it can't do the tail spin to poison you anymore kind of thing. Right. Yeah, yeah I actually forgot about that. Yeah. There's, there's ways to make it obvious what you have to do to take down a, a, a creature or, or or machine other than a big glowing spot. What was it? I think Dead Space, um, they, they wanted like a system where, you know, chunks of, of the aliens um, will break off as you shoot them so you can kind of see what the health is of that alien, right? 
Yeah, without a health bar. Yeah, yeah, without a health bar. And I think yep. that's so stuff like that's kind of clever and and uh, a little more modern, I guess. Um, but anyway, it just is just going to the article here. This is from Bloomberg, uh, who I believe broke the story. Um, so yeah, the, the Warner Bros has delayed the video game again. Um, this is like been in development for what seven, eight years, something like that. Yeah, it's um, been a really long time now. But yeah, this is probably likely just for polish because this is saying it was originally planned to release sometime in 2022, and then that slips to 2023, and then now it's been delayed till when? Probably still 2023 if they're saying it's just for polish reasons, right? It's yeah. Still, it's only March. This doesn't actually say when it was delayed to. Well, it says the new release date was not yet clear. Oh, it, so they they then said it was going to be May 2023, and now they pushed it back to later this year. So that's what's happening. But someone at the uh, studio, I guess, was talking to Bloomberg and said that the delay is necessary uh, mostly to fix bugs and improve aspects of the game that were lagging behind and won't overhaul much of the core gameplay that had led to the backlash. So, yeah, I mean, there's not enough time to completely rework the game, right? Sure. I it mean, doesn't necessarily there's... sound like they're trying to do a complete rework, though. Hmm? It doesn't sound like they're trying to do a complete rework, though. Like no, they, but they that, that was the original assumption. Oh, it had bad back, backlash. They're oh, delaying yeah, yeah. it to try to solve the backlash. It's like, no, there's not enough time. You can't. Yeah. <laughs> you can't do that. These are core fundamentals to the game that they've been setting up for years. So, I was going to ask. So, look, let's just say the backlash focuses on the the obvious targeting of these purple dots. So if we, if we like zoom back a few years and we think about the division uh, in the division, there are uh, humans, mostly humans, that, I think actually completely always humans, uh, maybe some robots that you're fighting and, and specifically talking about the first one, uh, they have health bars and there's ways to tell if you're hurting them more. I think they're the damage numbers change or something like that. But there's one enemy in particular that I remember, and it's probably available in others. And Ryan, you might remember this, where you have the cleaners, which are um, basically the rogue city staff, basically, that are, <laughs> that are trying to burn down everything because they believe they need to like, clean the, the city of this virus. So they're literally burning everything. And um, there's those really big guys, the big tanky guys, and they literally have tanks all over them. And as you shoot their tanks, their tanks are not glowing. They're not red or purple or blue. They might but be as orange, you, right? Well, they might be like just marked, but they're marked appropriately, like environmental appropriate. But what happens is if you're shooting them in the, say, the torso, the hit marker is one color. And as you start to shoot the tank in these weak points, the hit marker, I believe, flashes yellow. And so what I was going to ask is, is something like that more appropriate than having a big dot on the enemy? Is this an immersion problem or is this entire entire idea of just memorizing or knowing where these weak points are or being very obviously shown that is that the problem i think well i think it's part of the problem i think it was just the gameplay in general that didn't look that exciting it was literally like oh you land on a on a on a skyscraper roof you beat the bad guys who are there you know and then you aim and shoot at the purple thing when you have the time and then you go somewhere else and then do it do it again it was just like the the gameplay loop did not seem all that enjoyable. Right. The purple thing was just an obvious thing for people to point out saying, yeah, that's kind of dumb, you know? You know what these games really could benefit from maybe, and you got, you know, you guys can correct me on this, but 
uh, I was playing, we were playing Call of Duty last night and uh, one of our favorite maps is Shipment. Shipment 24-7 is back temporarily. So we were doing that for a while, but we just weren't having much luck with it. And so we switched up to a different mode, uh, 10, 10 v 10 mosh pit, and we were doing okay. And you know, the night went on, started getting more tired. So we decided to go on to Invasion, uh, which is sort of a, a hybrid between a ground war and just like a, a regular smaller match. I'd, I'd, I'd compare it to, I suppose. And I was thinking to myself, you know, like the difference in the amount of modes and the availability of these modes allows you to sort of play this game longer because, you know, if you get frustrated or you get bored of one, you can leave. But when it comes to a game like Marvel's Avengers, you really can't. But if I bring the division back in, the division does have that there. The division has, you know, your missions, your side, your side activities, which do vary a little bit, but it has a completely different mode, which is a big mode, high stakes. It's the dark zone. And that's a completely different experience. And so I'm wondering whether these games that have just, you know, protect this objective, go after this boss. Those are, those are by and large, very similar objectives. You're just fighting the whole time. Sometimes you're hitting buttons. Sometimes you're shooting at something, but it's just a big fight, but they don't benefit from the availability of a, of a, of a big mode difference, like a different way to play it. Yeah. Fortnite does it. I mean, mm-hmm. Team Rumble, Zero Build, Build. There's hundreds of games on there that people have made. And Epic backs some of them by giving us challenges and items for doing those challenges in those custom modes that people have made. Right. So, like, I'm wondering whether it's just the 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 idea of this, like, single mode games as a service game is what's really hurting these games more than anything. I mean, it's... I saw a lot of people saying like, oh, people are done with games as a service. I don't think that's true because of the popularity of, you know, Fortnite and Destiny and whatever else. Um, it's majorly solidified. Yeah. And I, I just think it's that you have Rocksteady who made amazing single player games, you know, turn to the, oh, we want a ton of money, you know. Yeah. The get kind rich of model. quick style of, yeah. And I don't blame them because it's obviously... It's probably Warner Brothers, you know, who are more pushing that than Rocksteady. But uh, I think that's people are just disappointed that it's it's gone that way. Well, let me ask you this. So, like, Tim, are you, are you still doing your dailies and weeklies in Fall Guys? No, I stopped like a month ago now, probably. Are you behind in the season or were you just done it? No, I got maxed out, so I didn't really have much else to do. Like, once you've done all that, when you there's like daily and weekly challenges that you don't get experience anymore, it gives you like crown shards, and that gives you like that other sort of pseudo currency that you have another sort of perpetual season going of like your crowns and your wins and stuff. And so, the more crowns and wins you have, uh, you unlock almost like these winners aesthetics. Uh, okay, but, but that's all you that's all you unlock with that. Do you think that that game would benefit from another mode? Um, or maybe there are a bunch of modes. I've only played it once or twice. Um, there's like, so, so there's like the single player and there's the, um, there's like the squad modes, obviously. But then there's also um, like you can play like a private lobby where you sort of get to pick from a big uh, list of all the different like maps that you could play on. Um, there's also... Uh, they they cycle in modes, so to speak, like air quotes, 
where it's like themed stuff. So it's all this, the one same map or the same kinds of maps for a whole show. And then like a random finale kind of thing. Um, or it'll be like the same game for like three or four modes until it's like final elimination. So they do kind of cycle those in and out, but, um, that's, it's, it's very, it's very kind of basic and I wouldn't say it really differs that much in terms of like different modes. So to speak. Okay. Would it benefit? Do you think though? Like, would you continue playing it after the season if it had more of a, like a COD mode changer? I don't really know necessarily what uh, what different modes there would be. Um, maybe it can't. Maybe maybe that type of game doesn't lend itself to that. Like yeah. you're just kind of running toward an objective. Maybe it's not. You can't be like, okay, we're gonna have a dark zone of, of full guys. <laughs> yeah, or give all the fall guys a, a AK-47 and put them all into a shooter, uh, <laughs> yeah. single elimination type area. Yeah, I don't know about that one. Wait, Matt. So, are you suggesting that they they should add different game modes to like a, a um, it, it's still a linear storytelling co op game. How, how do you have game modes in that? Well, in that case, you're like. I'm assuming again, I have not seen this gameplay, but I'm assuming that like, yes, there's a linear story. You're progressing through levels that in the, the story justifies where we are and what we're doing, but the objectives are probably going to fall back on the classic defend this point. Mm -hmm. You know, I need 10 minutes to open this switch, cover me, uh, things like that. Oh no, the place is about to blow up, run away. Sort of like I'm just in a shooter campaign kind of mode, if you will. Right. What I'm thinking is they could really change it up and have there be a really big variety of a really big variety of these um, different modes. An example is actually uh, back in Ratchet and Clank. This one's a little controversial, but Ratchet and Clank Deadlocked, where is the first game in the series that I, from my memory, that was not necessarily story based in the traditional way. So Ratchet and Clank was always um, a more or less linear uh, game where you do kind of go planet to planet you'd you'd uh, defeat enemies and you know get this item now you have this item now you're going to go here and everything's story driven and you can go back to other planets and find things and whatever of course and some objectives are given to you you know two or three at a time so you can do them in a different order but largely it's a linear game and you're playing in that one mode but deadlocked had was just an arena and what it was was it was a story game still and it was still multiplayer and it was also multiplayer and that type of thing. And it was very, you know, less story driven, less story centric in that it was arena based, like literally like fighting in an arena type thing. But it was the the modes in the arena were for the time from my memory had like a pretty good variance. Mm-hmm. And if you consider the old Ratchet and Clank games, so Going Commando, which is the second one and onward, as far as I remember, they added an arena. And so usually the arena was a part of the story. You'd, you know, get taken there. You got to win this match to, you know, break somebody out of jail or something or whatever. And then you do it and that's it. But the arena doesn't end there. You can come, you can keep coming back, coming back, coming back. And in Rift Apart, that still holds true. And I would play the linear story in Rift Apart, get a little bored. Okay. You know, I'm going to go level up my guns or whatever. Back to that, whatever that planet is that has the bar go into the arena, do some arena. It's a different mode. It's a different way to play because what I was thinking is there's like, there's, there's a place for these games that are sort of not super, uh, 
immersive where like sometimes you just want to veg out on your couch and just do it. Like last night I was going to play Call of Juarez, but it's a story-based game and I was like half asleep. So I just did some COD and then I went to bed. Um, but, you know, like there, there's a place for Call of Duty there where it's like, you know, I've done this multiplayer before uh, and I wasn't even playing with anybody by the end of the night. I just wanted to do a few rounds and then I went to bed. Um, that like there, there's a there's a place for that. I, I don't require people with me, or whatever. I'm not doing the story of Call of Duty. It's just... I'm attacking the enemy. It's a simple gameplay, you know, attack the yeah. enemy, kill them or hold the point, do that. But I have the ability to like burst out and do whatever I want in that game. Right. And the same goes for like, again, like it depends on your mood. I could go to Call of Juarez if I wanted a story-based centric game. Like people are changing in gaming. It's almost like they're changing modes all the time. I just think that these type of games maybe would have less of a backlash if they had that type of uh, variety. It's possible. I mean, like they need to make it. Uh, they need to take the the um, what do you call it? Just the repetitiveness out of it, right? Mm-hmm. The uh, the Marvel's Avengers. You know, you just every mission was the same thing. Mm-hmm. And and it was just like well, I'm 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 done doing this after doing it one time. There's a reason why shooter campaigns are six hours. Yeah. I'm sure I'm sure it's more than just the fact that you'd get bored of it, but that is one point of it where it's like by the end of the six hours, like even for Call of Juarez, like I'm sort of like, OK, I'm, I'm ready to I'm ready to be done this. You know, yeah. I've done this. Like, let's yeah. let's get the, the story going. All right. Well. I, I mean, I hope it's good. And. Uh, we've We've still only seen a tiny bit of it, to be fair. The game's been in development a long time. And we have only seen like 10 minutes like total of the gameplay, right? So there there could be a lot more to it. Hope we see more soon, though. All right. Next up, uh, Sony is worried Xbox will find ways to sabotage Call of Duty on PlayStation. This is from IGN. Uh, it's first reported by The Verge. Uh, Sony submitted documentation to the UK's Competition and Markets Authority, saying that Microsoft could do a variety of moves to make Call of Duty, make the Call of Duty franchise on PlayStation unappealing to play on. This includes things such as raising the price of the games, prioritizing the development of Xbox versions, or releasing a, a buggy build of the game on PlayStation. And they said, quote, Microsoft might release a PlayStation version of Call of Duty where bugs and errors emerge only on the game's final level or after level updates or later updates. Even if such degradations could be swiftly detected, any remedy would likely come too late, by which time the gaming community would have lost, lost confidence in PlayStation as a go-to venue to play Call of Duty, end quote. Uh, Sony continued, sorry. Um, Indeed, as Modern Warfare 2 attests, Call of Duty is most often purchased in just the first few weeks of release. If it became known that the game's performance on PlayStation was worse than on Xbox, Call of Duty gamers could decide to switch to Xbox for fear of playing their favorite game at a second-class or less competitive venue. End quote. I find this hysterical. This is ridiculous. (laughs) It just feels like they're looking for any anything to to scare the regulators out of approving this deal. Um, I find it highly unlikely that Microsoft would pay this much money for a publisher to then sabotage one of the biggest entertainment, you know, um, contents in, in history. Like, it's just so mind boggling. Is there, is there another motive here? Is there, 
like, because to me, it's like Sony, like, like I agree with you. Sony's just trying to get this deal kiboshed. Is there another motive here? Like, does, does Sony want to do something here where maybe they can't afford, or I think we've confirmed they can't afford uh, Activision Blizzard as far as we know from the public finances? Well, they definitely can't. I don't think and, so. But uh, do you think that they'll try to do something like, oh, hey, we'll partner with, like, more than they already have. We'll partner with Infinity Ward and all the other COD devs, and we'll have COD first like specifically uh, early release or better performance or whatever. Like, is there another motive here or is this just getting pathetic? I think, I think PlayStation sees Xbox getting Activision as a, as a threat to them financially. I think that's, that's the only reason you would fight this hard to try to block this deal. They think this will give them Xbox a one up on PlayStation and they don't want that. Well, the reason why I ask, uh, reason why I ask this is because, like, there's a lot of stuff that Activision Blizzard has, and if you're really trying to see doubt in the regulators' minds, wouldn't it be sort of like you know you raise the raise a good point with Call of Duty, you get some regulators to raise their eyebrow, and then you go, you know, it's like then Microsoft makes a move, and like in Europe, it looks like it's going to pass. So then Sony goes, okay, we got to say something else mm-hmm. for me. Anyway, I would well, say something about, I would say something about something else. I'd be like, Hey, but what about King? Hey, what about, and I would start sounding alarm bells like crazy. What about King? What about this? Oh my God. You know, we don't have any mobile games and now, now Microsoft's going to have everything. They're going to have game streaming. Like, why aren't they raising more alarm bells? Why is it just call of duty? Is call of duty literally the concern? Uh, can, can Sony afford call of duty? Just Call of Duty. Well, I'm no lawyer, but I'm wondering if maybe they were given advice to to narrow the the attacks to one thing rather sure. than, you know, fight a bunch of smaller battles. But you're right. It is, you know, from an outsider's perspective, it is odd for them because Overwatch is big, not as big as Call of Duty, but Overwatch is big. Mm-hmm. And they're not complaining about Overwatch, you know, potentially being sabotaged or taken away from them. There's no there's no exclusivity or um they made that uh, deal, um, or, or sorry, Xbox had offered that deal for 10 years of Call of Duty on PlayStation. I didn't hear about one about Overwatch being on PlayStation for 10 years. So, yeah, I'm not I'm not sure what, why they would uh, focus on just Call of Duty. I almost want to think, like, would there be a backlash if Call of Duty decided to go Xbox only on their own? And I don't mean, obviously, the fans on PlayStation would get mad. I mean, from from Sony, would Sony have a backlash? If, well, if they were in the Microsoft position, no. So if 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 you know, Microsoft, let's say the deal falls through, a couple of years go by, and then Infinity Ward and the rest of the COD devs just go, eh, this is now a COD. Ex- this is now an Xbox exclusive game. I don't see that. What, happening. what do you mean? Like, how would they rebuttal? You mean? No. So, like, let's just say this deal does not go through. Activision Blizzard does not go through. Activision Blizzard remains independent. And then Call of Duty, like the devs themselves, like the development studios, because there are several now, uh, they literally decide, you know what? Like Microsoft, it, Microsoft's platform is the best. We're going Xbox only for the future COD. Would Sony have rebuttal or would it just be the fans? Like I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to narrow this down as to is Sony just solely trying to fight Microsoft on this deal? Or is there something else with Call of Duty where they're so invested in just COD? Uh oh! So you're saying would Sony raise a stink if if Activision Blizzard decided to make Call of Duty exclusive to Xbox? Yes. 
because I, we've seen I, this. I, I don't with, know how uh, they could though, because as 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 two companies, you're allowed to make deals with each other, right? Uh, including exclusivity deals. I don't know who you would complain to. You can release a press press release, sure, but then nothing's going to happen. But here they have you know government regulators looking into it. They're not going to mm-hmm. look at, look into just Call of Duty becoming exclusive to one platform. That doesn't. They don't care about that. It's the it's the idea of the entire company being sold. But I think they're focusing on 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 Call of Duty as the the tentpole franchise of Activision Blizzard. I suppose. I mean, World of Warcraft is still pretty big, so I think at least a lot. At least was last I checked. Um, but I mean, Monster relatively, Hunter, I guess, but not compared to what it was. I mean, sure. Matt, you, you've said this in the past too that PlayStation doesn't have a shooter. They could be afraid of losing a shooter on their platform. Uh, and they do have Destiny now, but um, I don't know if that's a traditional shooter, you know, um, or you wouldn't classify it as a traditional shooter. Well, where, like, well, I mean, there is that, but I, what I was going to say is Monster Hunter, and correct me if I'm wrong here, Tim, but I think Monster Hunter did go Wii exclusive for a while, right? Where it wasn't on PC, it wasn't on PlayStation anymore. It went, uh, I think it was Wii for Try. It started then, uh, Sony exclusive. It was only PlayStation. And then they did like a Nintendo exclusivity for a while. So yeah, it was like, like you say, it was the Wii and it was the um, the the 3DS and stuff. And then after uh, Ultimate, uh, Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate was the last one before they went out to, because um, after 4 was World and then World went like to console. And then PC and uh, yeah, all that stuff. And then I think Generations came out and then I went back on the Switch and people were, I think, wondering like, oh, does this mean they're going to like go back and forth between like Nintendo and other consoles? And now I think they've just like pretty well committed uh, fully to like every console because like they were then Rise came out and then Rise was on Switch first and then it went PC and... I think I think it's only PC and Switch. Until um, Sunbreak, I think you said that to me once. And Sunbreak then there were on other consoles. I can't and then remember. I, I thought you said like it was going like when Sunbreak was ready for those consoles, it was gonna come out as a big bundle. But I, I might be messing that up with something else. I mean I could literally just look it up, but yeah. Um anyway, Monster Hunter does not really plan to be exclusive anymore, I don't think, because they, I don't think they necessarily realized how popular it was going to be in the West. Mm-hmm. And like console sales are not a priority in Japan, right? Like there's Nintendo and like not much PC gaming, but like there are, I don't think there are many, maybe a couple hundred thousand Xboxes in Japan and maybe again, uh, maybe double the number of PlayStations. But uh, yeah, it's, it's not a very like sit at home and play your console. Uh, type of market in Japan. So um, they were thinking more like the handheld type stuff and Monster Hunter with it being a very like kind of classic JRPG <laughs> with a lot of grinding and stuff. I don't, I don't think they really thought that it would be super popular in the West, but they did, you know, port a lot of the titles there and they were niche successes. Like they were definitely worth doing, which is why they kept porting the games. But then when they went big with world uh, like fully internationally, and it just like popped off for them. They were like, oh, okay, shit. Like, yeah, this is definitely worth um, 
putting out on like every platform. So I don't think we'll see the day where Monster Hunter goes fully exclusive again to like just Nintendo or just Sony or just, you know, PC kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I think it'll it'll kind of be accessible as much as it can because it's primarily meant to be a cooperative game, right? So I don't think they'll ever shy away from like the, you know, picking up the game and taking it to your friend's house and you can all play on your you know, switches together or your Steam Deck or whatever it's going to be. Like, they'll try to make it as accessible as possible, I think. If I had to guess, seems to be the sort of mantra they follow now. Because I don't remember a fan backlash back then, but I don't know if I really followed or whether there would have been much, because I guess online would have been pretty, like, around the try era, the Wii era. Backlashes were hard to hear about back then. Yeah, so maybe that's yeah. the reason why. There's maybe. that, and also Monster Hunter was still really niche before, like before Try. I would say, okay, Try is probably where it became particularly uh, a lot more popular than it had been. Like nobody played Monster Hunter two, <laughs> and uh, it was it was uh, you know people playing. Um, nobody in the West, I should say, played like a lot of Monster Hunter in the early days. It was it was probably not until like the PSP era with like what was it like Freedom Unite I think was sort of the follow up yes. to two I believe that was on PSP so like that's an, a whole other um, like it, it's just it was a very different time for the Monster Hunter IP back then now it's it's a very well established IP man I forgot about those PSP titles man. There's a lot of Monster Hunter games. <laughs> there are a lot. And then there was also, there was an MMO. Um, Monster Hunter. I can't remember what it was called. Uh, no, Monster I don't know. Monster Hunter MMO. Yeah, there was an online one where it was very, uh, or sorry, should I say an MMO? It was like an online PC f- game for a while that was like Japan exclusive, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Um. And Man, yeah, does, like, so doesn't the Monster Hunter MMO just seem like all you need? That seems like perfect. I really thought that um, that World was going to be like that. Right. But I mean, for all intents and purposes, like, yeah, I mean, with, uh, I mean, you couldn't see it so much in World, like, Rise is a little more, like, open, where they sort of fuse the single-player area and the gathering hub. Like, before mm-hmm. in previous Monster Hunter games, you would only ever see other people's characters in the gathering hubs. Mm. Um, but rise now you can kind of walk around and you can see each other like kind of everywhere you go which is cool and i assume they'll kind of do that going forward um and then sunbreak adds like a new gathering hub too in a new area so it's even bigger for you to like run around with your friends in and stuff yeah sort of doing that pre-hunt prep and just hanging out and things um so yeah going forward i mean i wouldn't be surprised to see like whatever the next monster hunter game like monster hunter 6 or whatever they're they're working on if they're going to do you know big console pc Nintendo release potentially um, if they just have like a um, big city kind of area where it's not just the people that you're in the same lobby with, but maybe they'll do kind of big um, like common areas similar to an MMO, like a city where you'll see lots of people running all around. And then in terms of like putting a group together to go on hunts, you'll just... um, you know, go up to somebody and be like, hey, you want to go hunt a Rathalos? And then you just yeah. invite them to a guild that or a group that way kind of thing. Just kind of a little at, more. At your rooftop party. At your rooftop oh, yes. party because yeah. everyone <laughs> does that on their uh, switches. But... You parachute down from it, right? With a, with a giant leaf or something. Like like Link in Wind Waker? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, 
anyway, kind of getting way off topic here, but um, I don't know. <laughs> In terms of exclusivity, it, it, it only seems like it would serve Monster Hunter to uh, uh, to to be as accessible as possible. I guess is maybe the the thread we can bring this back with. And COD literally the same exact same thing with it having COD League and every other damn thing. Like they're going to want as many people like clicking, clicking on their game as they as they can play in their game as much as they can. Well, what's interesting is that like the esports um, industry, I guess, is kind of like flagging right now. Like a bunch of companies are realizing that they're losing a ton of money by investing into like esports competitions and things because there's just not the community there and there's not the investment there um that there once was or they thought there might like build up to be so a lot of major these major companies and sponsors are like pulling out uh, from supporting teams and stuff so i'm sure cod uh the cod league especially is like feeling the ramifications of that well one thing i mean one, one thing that it, the, the cod league and, and other esports i'm sure suffers from is they don't have the same athletes for very long like people are already retired and becoming coaches and stuff like this. And this, yeah. and it feels like I know esports has been around for a while, <laughs> but it seems to kind of have blown up uh, shortly before COVID. So we're talking, let's just say within five years, even maybe even four years. And um, like, it, we already have people that have shown up and, you know, oh, this is my last season. I'm going to retire and stuff. It's like, what? You're younger than I am. Like, I just, what's going well, on here? You need those reaction times, right? Yeah. Suppose, yeah. But. It might be worse than 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 you know physical sports because uh, look at like Michael Phelps he lasted pretty long in terms of his swim career but you know a lot of the times it is like you you're, you you want to be younger and and your career will go a little longer um, but maybe gaming's even worse maybe <laughs> maybe you get aged out pretty quick. Well, the one thing that's pretty crazy about it too is um, like I I have a feed of uh, gaming news just like Adriano does on my new tab on Microsoft Edge. And I see exactly no COD League stuff in the stories. There is like a little esports section that'll sometimes show some stuff, mm-hmm. but I, I, short of there being one of the players, you know, stating something or maybe they are retiring or something, but I see nothing. And so I went to go watch COD League a couple of times and they're talking about, oh, it's the semifinal, final, this, that. And I have no idea where they're at. Like, I, like, is it like, what season is this? Like, is there only one of these a year? Like, what's going on here? And it's just not clear at all. Mm hmm. Uh, it's like they're already it's like they're in their own little world to the point where people have to seek out esports to get there, which maybe is contributing to the fact that they're not doing too well. Right. All right. Let's move on to our final story for the week. Another delay. Starfield being delayed again. Um, this my IGN. Bethesda has delayed Starfield once again as the game will now launch in September for PC, Xbox Series X and S. Um there will also be a Starfield Direct on June 11th, right after the Xbox Games Showcase. In uh, a new official launch date announcement trailer, uh, Bethesda's Todd Howard... I didn't even see the trailer. Bethesda's Todd Howard confirmed that the highly anticipated game will release this year. Quote, we have poured ourselves into this game, and even I'm surprised how much we can pour. It is large. Uh, we're playing the game all the time. End quote. Um, Matt, I think I bet you a Panzerati when the original release date was announced, which was, I believe, November 11th, 2022? Uh, yeah, last year, anyway. I lost that bet. And we went and got Panzos. And then now it's being delayed again. So I was I was really wrong. I was doubly wrong. 
Uh, I never saw this trailer either, um, but uh, I have two concerns about this. One is, or one thing to bring up, I guess, is that this year is loaded with games. We've already have like Woe Long and uh, I mean, just an announcement, but an announcement for Elden Elden Ring. We've had uh, First Spoken and a whole bunch of other stuff come out. PSVR 2. And this year has been, it's, it's supposed to be loaded to the brim throughout the year. A lot of people were assuming it was going to be like June-ish for Starfield. Now Starfield is one week or approximately one week after Baldur's Gate 3. And I saw one article come out that said, you know, this is a concern for RPG players. And I was thinking, you know what? Like, I don't know if those two RPG players kind of have too much crossover. I'm sure there is. A no, fair yeah, bit. I wouldn't imagine so. I don't think that's a threat to a game like Starfield at all. <clears throat> but with all these games being delayed in a minor way, like they're not being delayed by a year. Are we going to have like a totally ridiculously packed and super competitive uh, like Christmas fall winter season mm. and then it, and then a bunch of games that are say not that big are going to end up losing out because people will be like ah, I'll wait for it to come out on game pass or I'll wait for a sale mm. possible but man I remember I remember there was for a few years in a row back when we were in college it was like every October November had like 10 amazing games that I bought all of them oh um, yeah and uh, that was uh that was for a younger man, not me. <laughs> <laughs> I can barely take one one big AAA game now. So, but yeah, well, that, so we mean, also can't afford to like spend all of our money on ten games every year all at <laughs> the same time. <laughs> Got to be a little more selective now. Well, what's nice now is like you you buy the one you really want, and then yeah. by the time you're you're done that one, the other ones are on sale that you wanted. Yeah, so <laughs> that's pretty nice. True. Um, but man, I think they might have moved it. It was either this or or Suicide Squad. One of them moved out of like a busy area. So I think um I think uh whatchamacallit? Diablo. Oh yeah. Yep. Was was in was uh, like a concern. I keep forgetting that's coming out this year. For some reason, I just yeah. expected that to be delayed by like four years. <laughs> Man, I saw an ad before a YouTube video like yesterday, I think, and I was looking and I was like, uh, I wasn't really paying attention to it because I was waiting for like the video to load. And I, it was like this top down, you know, isometric combat action RPG. And I was like, oh, this must be like D4. It looks exactly like Diablo 4. So I'm watching it. And then it's like talking about these character class options that I was like, I'm pretty sure this is not in Diablo. Are they doing some like weird thing where you go like your standard character class, but then there's like subclasses in it while you're like playing the game. And I was like, that's, that's a bit of a departure. This must be like a feature that was um, shown off that I wasn't aware of. And then, you know, it comes to the end of the trailer and it says this like name for a game that I can't even remember now. Cause it was so generic, like action game. Oh, and I was like, it just looks exactly like Diablo, like straight up 100% Diablo four. It looks just like it. And I was like, are, are they trying to like muscle in on the like ARPG like vacuum right now before Diablo four comes out just because they can like, you know, pay a bunch of like devs like crunch time money to like crank something out before Diablo four comes out to try to capitalize on it. Or like maybe they're trying to trick people because like it kind of fooled me before the uh, end of the trailer. I thought it was Diablo. 
Um, but you know, then that kind of thing obviously is going to fizzle out once Diablo Four comes out. Is it is it by chance? I don't know if you said this. Is it by chance a mobile game? Uh, it's not mobile. I don't think. Diablo okay. Four. No, no the the game that Tim is talking about. This oh. like ARPG that's trying to sneak in. Because I was going to say, I know a hell of a lot of mobile games try to either sneak in like that or they mm-hmm. show footage that just isn't the game. Yeah. Yeah. Man, the number of times I've been like, what, like, uh, waiting for uh, a YouTube video to load and it just shows this like ad for a mobile game that's, you know, the standard like fake game. Cause then you go and you click on the actual like ad or whatever. Cause it looks cool. And you look at the actual like screenshots of the game and it is not at all what the ad was mm-hmm. because I guess like the vast majority of people will just watch an ad and they'll be like, Oh, that looks cool. And they'll just click on the the link and they'll just go straight to the download button. Like they won't look through anything else. They won't look through the comments. They won't look through the, um, the actual screenshots or anything. They just download it. And then they go, wait, this isn't the game that I da- like thought I was downloading. It's ridiculous. Looking at a release schedule, though, for games, the November and, and October don't look too bad. There's only two games listed. This is um, a, a list from GameSpot updated seven hours ago. Okay. Um, but March, we do have a couple things coming out. Uh, uh, Resident Evil 4 remake coming out on March 24th. Uh, Matt's favorite crime boss, Rock A City, coming out March 28th. <laughs> I'm almost certainly going to friggin' try this. <laughs> that says, it says PC, though. Is that not coming to the other consoles? Uh, I thought it was coming, or is it coming out later. I'm not sure. Maybe that's just maybe they. I don't know. Um, April, what we got here. Oh, Dead Island Two coming out in April. Fuck, April I do. First, I do kind of want to play that. Yeah, I uh, I saw the gameplay trailer of it recently, and I was like, man, they they're really actually trying to sell me on Dead Island <laughs> Two right now. It looks you, like really fun. And look it kind of looks, yeah. looks kind of like what I wanted Dead Island 2, Dead whatever it was 2 to Riptide. be. No, Dead Dying Light. Damn it. Oh, Dying dead, Light. Yeah, Dead Dying Light. Dead, dead Dying Done. Light 2. Dead Light 2. <laughs> Man, beating Dead Island Riptide like relieved like a bit of pressure in my brain. <laughs> like once I had like restarted it, I was migraine like, and you're just like, like oh, oh my. and then you finish that game and suddenly the weight's off your shoulders. The pressure releases through the steam valve in the top of your skull. Yeah. Right right as I restarted it, it was kind of like that. Like, the pressure started building back up. And I was like, oh fuck, I remember this street. And I'm like, God, I don't want to fucking play this. <laughs> like, <laughs> you're on the boat in the beginning, you're like, damn, this is even worse than I remember it looking. What was worse about it was we we loaded on the on the beach and then the two of us had severe uh, frame rate problems and I crashed. <laughs> oh, my God. So it's just already a shit show. Yeah. You're like, well, we didn't this even is play. What I asked for. Didn't even play the definitive. We played the original. So <laughs> uh, here's where yeah. things are getting a little squishy. So you got Dead Island 2 on April 21st. Uh, Star Wars Jedi Survivor on April 28th. Redfall on May 2nd. And Legend of Zelda, uh, Tears, oh, of, the Tears of the Kingdom, May 12th. Yes, in May. And then previously you had Suicide Squad on May 26th. Now that's been moved out of there. So, but that's a that was a pretty packed kind of end of April and and start of May. <clears throat> Why that's a busy time, I don't know. This is like the delay of the delay, right? It's like stuff from the fall gets delayed a little bit, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. it gets delayed a little bit again. And then things kind of like kind of just uh, peter out here. They um, 
Not a whole lot. Baldur's Gate 3 on August 20, August 31st. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then it was Starfield for September, but that's now... Or no, that's the new one, right? The September 6th is the new date? Or no? I honestly can't remember. Did I just... Got them deets? Yeah, launching in September and then... And then not much else after that. There's a bunch of games that have not been announced as to what their release dates are, though. There's a ton of games on here. There's one that we wanted to play that doesn't have a release date, and I can't for the life of me remember what it was. I was swear it? it was like a like a three or four player co-op game. We wanted to try it, and I can't. Not Redfall? That's it, and it does have a release date now. That's what yeah. it is. Yes, yeah. okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually excited for Redfall. I don't think that... Uh, uh, what do you call it? What was that zombie one? Back for Blood? Back for Blood. It didn't scratch that itch. Sadly, I'm kind of hoping Redfall can can get in there. I'm I think it's, it's it will, if by itch you mean like the Left 4 Dead style gameplay. I don't think Redfall's going to be like that. I think it's <laughs> no. going to be a lot more fantastical. Yes, I agree. But me and Matt, we, um, we streamed uh, Warhammer. Um, yeah, on Wednesday. on Wednesday, and we were just kind of talking about how Left 4 Dead kind of nailed that agility and speed feel. It really felt more arcadey. It's like all these other games that try to replicate it are trying to go a little too realistic almost. And you feel a little clunky and you don't feel as as fast. That's just my yeah. view yeah, on, I, on I get that. Even Dark Tide, like I really like the gameplay of Dark Tide actually. Uh the guns felt good in that. And I'm playing as like a very large, like kind of brute guy. <laughs> and uh, like, like to the point where in third person, it's kind of hard to see stuff. <laughs> um, I find that I walk. I was expecting to walk slow, but not this slow. <laughs> and I think you said the same, right, Ryan? Like you're the faster character. So you're obviously ripping around faster than me. We might but you said, we're the same speed. I don't we're think the, the same speed. speed. I don't think there is a speed. Okay. I That's think a little weird, is... but all right. <laughs> It was it was all right though the game it was not too bad. I thought it was fun. Got it got with Game Pass, so I'm I'm not complaining. I mean, we played Vermintide, the first one. Which obviously I this it, is yeah. obviously this is like the dark like Dark Tide. This is the the Warhammer 40k version. Like and I don't modern, know if you guys, or, I guess not uh-huh. modern, but a more futuristic version. I think it's literally in the year 40k, right? I don't know if that's true. I thought there was forty thousand dudes. <laughs> no, it's definitely like the future. I'm almost certain. I don't know. I have no idea of the lore of 40k. I got scared out of a store once and I never looked back. Uh, was it a games workshop? Yeah, the guy tried to like get me in there and start painting stuff, and I'm like, I'm getting out of here. <laughs> I, I just came in to look, man. I didn't want to get involved in this whole deal. I don't want to find out about your weird cult read. Who all worship the. I don't know what the fucking lore is either. Yeah, isn't he like, no, is no he like the God Emperor? The God yeah. Emperor person <laughs> yeah. or whatever? I was telling Ryan that we should take the 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 loading screen like hints aren't really hints. They're just like phrases. And it, it, it's just like stuff like happiness is like happiness is is nothing like work is all or something like just stupid stuff yeah. like that because you're supposed to be like you're in servitude of the, of the Emperor God. That's it. And I know I'm butchering these names and stuff, but um, 
I was telling Ryan, like we should we should print these up, but like make them look like inspirational posters. So it looks like a like a classic <laughs> inspirational poster that'd be in an office, Live, but laugh, just like love. yeah, just like like servitude is the only reason for your existence and stuff like like just stupid crap and hotly like, hang it up in someone's office. <laughs> just a prank. Just for, prank laughs. for laughs. Matt, you were right. Warhammer takes place. Around the turn of the 42nd millennium, about 39,000 ah. years in the future. Because the original Warhammer, the fa- like the fantastical ones, I believe, is literally in the same universe, but one's in the future. How how do you even imagine a future that's 40,000 years from now? You really, you really can't. Where is this war? <laughs> it's, no, it, like things change within decades. You're going to tell me you know what's going on in 40,000 years? Yes. No. When there's okay. a when there's a blood feud with the orcs, maybe shouldn't they have better stuff? <laughs> what I think it's because it's like you know how war will will like push technology forward. Yeah. This place is like they're war torn twenty four seven. So mm. it's they're like okay, like bring out the mechs. Shit, our mechs got destroyed. You know, it's it's mm. like that. Or let's do a re- let's do some research. Shit, our <laughs> our research facility got destroyed. So it's like that. So it's to the point where war is like stopped. Oh, okay. Progress technology, yeah. I guess oh, that's really oh, the oh. only way that you could feasibly do it, right? Because, like, as technology advances, it makes exponentially more and more advancements possible for technology. Mm-hmm. So, like, the only way that you can feasibly, like, uh, under, like, even begin to fathom what the world could be like at that point is to sort of have it go revert in reverse of what has happened in reality. Which was, you know, between in the first couple thousand years of human advancement, like technology did not advance at all because we didn't have any technology to help other technologies advance. Yeah. But then it just started to snowball and, and it got exponentially faster and faster. So now you just have it go exponentially slower and slower. All right. That's it for the news this week. Uh, moving on to what we're playing. Tim, what have you been playing this week? Uh, lots of Skyrim, obviously. Um, just keeping that train a rolling because there's so much to do in Skyrim obviously um I can't remember if I mentioned it last time I can't remember if I had done it by that point but uh I finished a mod called clockwork um which is basically like a huge area content add-on that really focuses around like Dwemer technology and like a different part of the world between the in the mountains between Skyrim and Morrowind um that has a lot to do with like Dwemer automatons and like huge underground areas to explore, which is really, really polished and well done. And then after that, I did one uh, that was called Worm's Tooth, where you basically join up with this mercenary company hired by the East Empire Company, which is like the largest trade company in all of the Elder Scrolls world. Um, and they, uh, they're tasked with like trying to go to this other island to kill a dragon who's who seems to be like um purposefully messing with the East Empire Trade Company, like targeting them. So uh you go to the island of Wormstooth, chase the dragon there, and try to uncover what it's doing and why. So there and then there's a lot of like side content you can do there too. Um and even though I've had it like since it came out, I've never really actually played the Dragonborn DLC for Skyrim. Um I guess just because like I never played Morrowind, so I didn't have that like nostalgic reason to go back and play it. Um, 
because I know there's a lot of like Morrowind fan service in that for uh for people. But there's also a lot for um Oblivion as well, because they mention a lot of like the Oblivion crisis and areas and characters from Oblivion. So I've gone back and I've properly started to play uh that. Um but yeah, aside from that, I've uh I uh started and finished uh the Metroid Prime remaster on Switch in the last uh two weeks, I guess. Um really, really good. Like I I played Metroid Prime on the GameCube back in the day. I never owned it, so I was only ever playing it at like a friend's house. But um that I, I always had fond memories of that game. So being able to go back and like properly pl- play through it completely was an absolute ton of fun. I um for somebody like me who has a real completionist kind of like uh need when playing a lot of games where there's like collectibles and stuff, really, really satisfying to be able to find so many uh hidden things and collectibles. Um, but things that are also like always useful. Like there's nothing you collect in that game except for maybe like um like data entry logs and stuff like scans of things um that aren't useful like every upgrade you find is a literal upgrade um so that's a lot of fun um but yeah other other than that uh it's largely it just playing a lot of uh a lot of that in my free time oh and then like uh, sons of the forest as well with you and uh, aaron ryan well it's been a while uh, it's it's been a little bit we and actually update. we we played a little bit um two nights ago last night yesterday maybe for like three hours just kind of mm-hmm. went around the island a little bit more to try to find some more like equipment and stuff so we found some like better tools and then we tried to kind of keep upgrading the uh the log cabin that we've built and uh, there was an update uh mm-hmm. yesterday morning for it so we were checking out that that stuff too they added some things like hang gliders and um they fixed the the sliding bug when you have yeah. the book out unfortunately but uh had to happen had to happen eventually yeah so it was fun while it lasted but um, what do you do now like you have to rock climb or something um well it's just that you'll like take proper fall damage now from like huge falls okay um and i think in terms of like people wanting to get down uh really like big hills or go over long distances in a quicker period of time they've uh they've added hang gliders which seems like a kind of like a thing they just threw in honestly but they function really well um i don't know if you can keep them for your own but they have uh they have them just kind of scattered around the um the map and uh the um it doesn't seem like you can't put them in your inventory you just basically like find them like vehicles around the map and then you can use them to like fly down a cliff and then when you land or crash into a tree or whatever they just sort of like like you can pick them up again but you need to have a like a pretty significant drop off to like jump from to be able to then uh have it like kick in and then glide yeah but uh yeah largely just metroid and sons of the forest some good single player multiplayer stuff and then uh skyrim lots of mods always fun how how is sons of the forest so in the first the forest i played that quite a bit uh back when it was early access though and it was very like my camp and stuff was very primitive yeah you'd find radios and things like that 
But I, the clips I'm seeing on TikTok is people have full PDAs and stuff like that. And I don't remember that in the forest. Maybe I missed it or maybe it wasn't in the game yet when I played it. Is it, is it really kind of survivally? Like, or it's is still it still definitely survivally like, like cave, like exploring and like being in the dark, like the pitch black a lot of the time and like trying to find better equipment to like fight off the cannibals and like the other things that start to sort of seep out onto the surface um, that you'll find underground and stuff like that. And then you're also sort of uncovering like the seek the story of the, of the game as well. And like why things are the way they are and all that fun stuff. Um, but yeah, I, like never, well I never played though? the first one, not off the bat. Like you got some decent stuff, but you can also just like go around the map and find really good stuff. Like you can find much better weapons and like guns and things. And you can find, uh, like, lots of uh, uh different outfits and then tools things that help you like build up your um your uh your camp that you've got and you can find npcs that'll help you and you can um get lots of better like traversal options so there's lots of stuff okay all right matt me you tell us uh the mobility company anyway uh i've been playing um call of juarez uh, bound and blood still i am getting close to the end i believe because the story is sort of uh right over sort of the hump i'd suppose and going down toward the end a lot of stuff has been revealed a lot of stuff has happened i'm still having fun with that uh one big indicator is that there are these little free roaming missions so the game kind of throws you into a, like you boot up the next mission and it'll just say like, Hey, you got some spare time before you have to meet, you know, whomever, or before you have to go someplace. So you can, you know, spend your spare time making some money, go to the store here, buy some guns and ammo. Um, or you can just talk to your brothers and go to the next story mission. And so I, I've done all the wanted posters. Uh, they're not all wanted. They're all like, some of them are jobs. It'll be like, Hey, like come to my farm and help me. Um, and I've done, I believe there were six of them. And I've done all them and I got the achievement for completing them all. So it's a big indicator that I'm kind of on the way out on the game because uh, I'm going to assume there's not going to be any more free roaming. Uh, the game definitely lends itself to having some replayability with the weapons because I've been doing, like I said, all the missions and been looting bodies and stuff like that. Not searching for secrets too much because I'm not going to like go back and look at my photo gallery or my secrets gallery again after I'm done this thing. <laughs> And um, so I've just been playing the game kind of normally and I have like good weapons for one of the characters. I have just the basic weapons for the other one and I don't have the best even for the character that I'm upgrading. So for sure, there's some replayability there, especially if you want both of your brothers to be uh, equipped, Thomas and Ray. Uh, but uh, the story is really carrying this experience. It's really good for a Western. I really, really enjoy it. Um, the only thing that I've found that's annoying right now is, and, it, and it's good, but it's too repetitive. So the brothers will banter back and forth. If you make a good shot, be like, oh, good job, brother, and stuff like that. And if you, you know, miss a bunch of shots, you'll, you know, your brother will like make a comment about that. Or if you burst into a room really quick and you kill everybody super fast and, I'm playing as Thomas. So like, let's say Ray doesn't get any kills. He'll be like, Oh, you stole that kill from me, brother. And he'll be like, Oh, excuse me for saving your ass. But those lines have been said about 475,000 times now. And I'm kind of like, okay, like I get it. Your brothers and you're kind of, you're kind of like bugging each other. 
But um, other than that, this, the, the game's really good. Definitely a double A game. Like it certainly suffers from not the best voice acting. Uh, the main characters are good though. The three brothers are, but um, God, God, some of the NPCs are bad. Like so one guy, I like, I don't even like, he must've been going in slow motion. He's like, look out. There's enemies all around us. It's like, what the hell? Uh, <laughs> who even talks like that? Like, even if you got a completely untrained, like you got somebody who is just purely in a different industry, has never used a microphone before to come over and talk, they wouldn't be like, oh, it's a microphone. I better slow down. And like, I don't know what to do with my hands. Well, like, it's, it's ridiculous. That's how I feel about the Oblivion dialogue. I mean, that's pretty, that's pretty rough like even, sometimes. Even, even if they just got like the sheets that had no context, you still wouldn't read the lines that way. <laughs> I mean, there is that, that one like notorious line of dialogue in Oblivion where she's like, you know, oh, they, they said the chapel and the, the people that attacked the chapel in Bruma, they attacked this place, this place and this place all on the same night. Wait, hang on. I can do that one again. Oh, they said. Uh, like she literally—it's still in the Wait, game. You can hear her say that. Yeah, she says that. They didn't—they didn't, they didn't oh edit the audio God. properly. That's so awesome, goes, actually. Hang on, I can do that one again. <laughs> That's so they good. They said this place, this place, and this place all on the same <laughs> night. And then it goes to the next line of dialogue. So like, there's lots of things like that in Oblivion that were left in that were like not never good. Incredible! I didn't know but, that. Uh, yeah, that game's a ten out of ten. It is <laughs> the best RPG I've ever played. <laughs> It's the best for Ryan just because of that. Just because of that little incident there. Yeah, yeah. I, I never even finished the game. <laughs> uh, but other than Call of War, has been doing some Fortnite. Uh, the season ended and the new season has already begun. So I've just been working on. I was working on cleaning up some stuff. Finished everything I wanted to. Got pretty high level. Uh, I think I finished <laughs> the first Galaxy page, which is like page six in the bonus rewards, which is the furthest I've ever gotten. And I've played the game the least, which is anyway wild. But um, so that was cool. Beat that. And then I did a bunch of COD once again, working on the old kill death ratio, fighting the skill based matchmaking as per the usual <laughs> back up and down, like up to 265 positive down to 195, back up to 235, back down and end the night almost every time at like 226 to 232, something like that. Almost every single damn night fight that fight in that skill-based matchmaking. It's a real treat. I did have something awesome happen though. I kept, uh, I was playing invasion and I kept, I was doing pretty good actually. And I, uh, I kept stealing these people's kill streaks by the end of the match because they drop it in these care packages. And, uh, I got a carpet bomb and I killed, I must've been like at least a, a third, like at least a third or a fourth of the team, actually probably more. And I think it's 30 on 30. I got a stupid amount of points and my skill, my, my skill death ratio went way the fuck up, which of course then skill based matchmaking was like, this guy's really good. And it's like, oh, no, please. Like it's, it was just a carpet bomb. And then it, uh, I got fucked for about five rounds, but. Uh, even if, even, even after leaving, like I'd get fucked and be like, okay, I'm going to go too negative. Now I'm going to leave next round, super negative again. But anyway, uh, it's just, fuck it. God damn that skill based matchmaking. I understand why it's frustrating, but whatever. It's like, I've reached my goal. I have my COD league skin. I'm part of the LA thieves now. <laughs> so, um, I think that's it though for this week. Uh, yeah, I think so. I think that's, that's largely been, largely been my week. 
uh for me yeah pretty much the same as it's been for a while just uh overwatch fortnite and hogwarts legacy and then uh i don't know if i did play the suns this week or not sons of the forest you guys are just talking about you you just played it no he played with the uh, aaron oh sorry i forgot there was a three playing yeah it might have been last week yeah last so week you and i were monster hunting two weeks is that ago. right that was two weeks ago my gonna blow up. Help me. Well, I, well, I mean, if you want to get technical, it was like yeah, a week and some some days. But I love getting technical. Uh, I did. I was humming and hawing about buying Marvel's Midnight Suns, and I did end up buying that today. And or you're yes, yesterday. Not gonna play it. I haven't launched it yet. You have. You <laughs> haven't finished Hogwarts. What are you doing? I I don't know. I just like buying stuff. I guess. I mean, it makes sense if you're like voting with your wallet. You know, and you're like. I'm not in this case. You know what I mean? <laughs> or something like where you're like, thank you for making this game, this remake that I've been waiting for years. Oh, I'm not going to get to it yet, but thank you. You know, here's like the $70 or something. But not I did in this do case. that for uh, Horizon Zero Dawn on PC because I wanted to encourage PlayStation to make more PC ports. PlayStation to make. Oh, right. They, I completely forgot to do that. I was going to say PlayStation on PC. What are you talking about? And now you got The Last of Us coming out. On PC pretty soon. With some hefty, hefty uh, requirements. I'm sure it'll run on this 11-year-old. I don't I don't know. I don't no know. No doubt in my mind. <laughs> so I, I have a 1440p monitor. Um, to get 1440p at 60 FPS, they recommend a 2080 Ti. Cold. I, I have a 2080. Mm. So I'm getting put I'm getting forced out now of the of just playing on my hardware. This is why I stayed with 1080p and will continue to do so <laughs> until I can't read the text anymore. I hear it's amazing playing at 1080. I hear like you're you you just you're just good, man. That, that's that's what I heard even rates. back then. Yeah. So that's it. Like I just I was like screw it. I'm just gonna get a good monitor 1080p. That's it. I want 4K gaming so badly, but it's like it's so demanding, right? I can't believe that you're the PC guy now. It's so it's so bizarre. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just became like the crotchety old IT guy like no I'm just gonna use my old shit leave me alone <laughs> actually right. I was gonna I was gonna ask you guys a really really brief question actually so I was talking to somebody about this uh, I know you guys mentioned last week that like you should only be buying games like when you intend to play them I never said that I, well, said what, that. I think Tim, Tim said that Tim I think, yeah. think uh, Adriano said that it might have been off yep. air that's why I mentioned it uh, on air here now my one question was is do you guys vote with your wallet. So for example, I'm going to buy and I yes. did, so I, I did buy like Mafia Definitive Edition at full retail even though I knew I wasn't going to beat it because I was like, "Thank you for making this." And I also am going to purchase Company Heroes 3 at full retail just as another like, "Yes, thank you for making this." Yep. Yeah, I know what you mean. I definitely like well buy a game and then I'll see it uh or, or rather, like I'll see something that I played a long time ago, and I want to um, support the devs for like having remade it, right? Or like I'll watch somebody uh, play a game. I used to do this all the time. I would like watch uh, like people stream a game, and I was like, "This game is really awesome. I think the devs have really got something going here. I really want to help them, like you know, make this game as good as it can be." So I'm going to buy the game, not intending to play it, but so that it'll be good and make for better content when I like watch people play it. 
because right. that's the enjoyment I was getting out of that game. Kind of like paying for a ticket at the show. You're just like, oh man, that was that was cool. Here's your mm-hmm. money for the ticket, kind of. And then like there have been times where I would go back and be like, you know what, that game was really cool. Maybe I will go and give it a try. And then I, you know, did that and I really enjoyed it. And then there were other times where I played it and I was like, ah, this is kind of shit, actually. <laughs> I suppose you could Dude, consider them tips though, right? Yeah, kind of. You're saying thanks for the good job or, you know, keep doing what you're doing. Yeah, or just like I want to see this succeed. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, props to you guys. Like, yeah, definitely supporting supporting the devs, right? So, because it was uh, a thought that came up in my mind because of the the days gone comments of like you should have bought this at full retail. And whereas <laughs> I don't necessarily agree with that, I was sort of like, you know what? Like, I am gonna buy Company Heroes three when it's not on sale just because I like wanted it made and it survived like a company being acquired and collapsed and but- whatever the story is. The problem with their logic of you should have bought it at full retail is there's plenty of games that are successful by being sold at full retail. So it's clearly something they did. Either it was marketing, you know, I don't know how much reviews actually play into game sales or not. Um, but it was definitely something they did that made people say, I'm not going to buy this game at full retail. Because mm. there's it- a ton of games that, that are successful. There's there's sometimes where like the price of a game also sort of becomes a meme too. Like there was the uh, the the it's not a video game, but the 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 card game, Cards Against Humanity. They would have like a sale on April Fool's Day where the price actually went up instead of down. It was like an inverse <laughs> sale, and it sold like gangbusters. So like people are willing to pay more money. For the sake of a joke, just because it's funny, yeah, yeah. So it's just like that's when you know that not only is like your your product doesn't even necessarily have to be good. Like the marketing around it just has to be good, and you can pull shit off like that because that game's kind of got a reputation for that sort of thing, right? So I saw a good, um, I think it was a hard drive article that uh, said that um, the person who brings Cards Against Humanity to a a party is now worse than the person who brings a guitar. Oh no. <laughs> It is it is funny, isn't it? The concept of like bringing a guitar because you want people to ask you to play something. Mm -hmm. And then it's like you just you want the spotlight, even if you're not that good. (laughs) But anyway, here's Wonderwall. Like, yeah. (laughs) Actually, I had a horrible guitar at a party story. We went for a dinner one time before somebody's birthday, I think, in college. And some person that I don't know too well brought their new boyfriend and he was talking to the host of the party and the, the host said like, Oh yeah, like I have a guitar hanging up on the wall, but I haven't played it in years. Like you have a guitar. He's like, Oh, I'm going to grab that right away. And I was like, I was at the end of the table and I was like, Oh, good Christ. He's like, what? I'm like, uh, (laughs) 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 nothing. (laughs) No, I'm sure you're great. Sure. Sure. It's good, bro. And then I stayed away from him for the rest of the night, but that's amazing. (laughs) What? All right, that's it for this week. Thanks for listening. You're welcome. Tim, where can they find you playing with those mods? So many mods and more every day. That's not true, but so many mods <laughs> at uh, twitch.tv slash sidetrack where I've been playing a lot of modded Skyrim, like I've said this time and so many times before. I don't know for how long, but I'm having a blast and people seem to be enjoying it. So it's uh, it's a good time if you want to come hang out. And uh, afterwards, the next thing that I play, as long as I'm not playing this game until like May when friggin' Tears of the Kingdom comes out, but um, my my intention is to play another well-beloved uh, open-world game with lots of mods too, 
uh, after we're done with Skyrim. So there's that to look forward to as well. Awesome. And uh, I think, well, I guess we'll still be doing, uh, if we're all around, we'll still be doing um, Baldur's Gate 3. Much of Baldur's Gate as we can, yeah. On the road to August. That's right. The very last day of August, right? Oh, Jesus, is it? (laughs) Yep, 31st. (laughs) If we make it. Well, but we'll all be dead by then. I'll be back in the the grounded tree (laughs) fort. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. We'll see you guys next time. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to like, comment, share, and subscribe. Mm.